This is Author Talk, presented by Author House, the leading provider of services to help authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. Author Talk is a show about new books and the authors who wrote them. It's an opportunity for prospective readers to hear directly from the writers, to hear what inspired them to write and publish, and to hear all the inside details about their books. Here is Author Talk with host Steve Jorgensen. The title of the book, New Concept and New Way of Treatment of Cancer, and the author is Dr. Ben Wu, and Dr. Ben Wu joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Dr. Wu. Hello, how are you? Very good. Great to have you with us. You have taken a book that was, uh, was it written by your uncle? Yes. It's a scientific summary of treatment on oncology surgery during his 50 years in surgical practice and also all his research on animal cancer experience experimentation and clinical research. So you've taken this very large book and translated it and then added some of the things that you have learned as a doctor. Yes, thank you. Well, tell us about your background, Dr. Wu, and and how this came about with your uncle. Thank you very much. I come from China in 1998 after I finished my PhD degree in China. I graduated from the Yingyang Medical School of and Tongji University of the Medical Science, um, as which is the same as my uncle graduated school, medical school. And after that, uh, I um, after I get an MD degree, I went to the um, um, PhD um, program for the cardiovascular disease in China in Shenyixian uh, University of Medical Science. And I spent five years there. I learned a lot of uh, and, uh, um, scientific knowledge and how to do experiment. Um, so uh, I got great training in China. As I t- Before I graduated, I got a um, job offer from um, Johns Hopkins Hospital and to uh, become a, a researcher, a postdoctoral fellow. So after I graduated from medical, um, from China, I come to uh, Hopkins University Medical School um, to work as the researcher. And since I come here, I realize I have, uh, I want to help more people, um, um, especially in America. Uh, I found many people has the cancer. My uncle at that time already um, uh, has a great research, uh, which is uh, who, uh, who my uncle, he, he's a professor already in China doing the um, uh, surgery, um, also do the cancer. At that time, when he started his uh, cancer research is uh, in the 19... In 1986, he started at that time because he had many many patients. He he was a uh, um, he was uh, doing a lot of surgery every day. Um, especially is oncology um, patients. Patient has all kind of cancer. Especially has the esophagus, stomach, and uh, GI cancer. 
his patient, after his patient had, his, he was a great uh, surgery in China. And he, well, he did every procedure, he did very well, but, uh, um, but after three and uh, um, two years, many people, the, the cancer come back, um, come, come back again. So he said, um, just after surgery, um, patient, some patients still need to follow up to uh, increase um, patient's uh, uh, immune system so patient can live longer. So he applied for the grant from China National Funding and he started to do the research, trying to find the Chinese way to in, um, in find the urban, um, Chinese urban to, um, to, to uh, treat the cancer. So he started doing the research to choose and many urban this all the urban um were were written in the chinese book they said um, that urban can treat the different cancer but um, he started to select these 200 urbans then select the most um effect effect effective the urban so eventually he developed um the 10 medication, anti-cancer medication in China. And he's this urban, at the beginning, he he just, he do a lot of um, research to find out immune system related cancer. And in the past many years, people think about genetic is the main reason. And, and they did a lot of research about genetic but in our research, we um, think uh, immune system is a main um, factor for people. When immune system decreases the deficiency, and he is a, can cause the um, can cause the cancer grow fast than metastasis to other people. So our urban the, um, many function is just inhibit the cancer metastasis and. Uh, and um, to increase the immune system to um, that's uh, he eventually he uh, he found ten medication anti cancer medication so he wrote his all the experiences from the um, since the um, beginning until now. So were these ten anti cancer. Uh, Chinese medicines that come from herbs, are, are they all described in the book in detail? Um, yes, um, we, um, we didn't tell, yeah, we tell the um, main function, main function is, is very detailed and in the our urban different, but we give the name is, by his name is XC from 1 to 10. Um, yes, and um, we we in the book we write down the detail about um the urban how how do we um select the, the Chinese medication what is the mechanism for the urban to work. Now, are these herbs are they only found in China or are they found in other areas of the world? 
I believe um this uh this urban is like natural um growth the the things people can find them everywhere. And but um yes, it's all this urban um the name everything come from the Chinese medicine. Chinese um has many many book. The Chinese book. This urban already used in China more than um, five thousand years. You know Chinese urban the. When they use, they already um, write down everything on the book. But we just select the most effective the urban. We, then we put them into the combination. So we this uh, urban is like a natural urban, and usually they have, there's um, there's no e effect, no side effect as the yeah, because they already uh, in China they already used for many many years. Yeah, you know, China has the five thousand years history. So, um, people already use this urban in China for many years. We just purify. We just select the most effective medication and, um, put them together. Then make the more effect. Then, nice. There's no side effect. So far, we didn't find. Now, does your book also describe? How cancer exists in the human body in, in three different forms. Do you, is that part of your your explanation? Yes, because we um, as you know, when we um, treat and cancer, we um, people usually we understand the cancer. How can cancer grow? We understand uh, how can you know? We write down the cancer. How can stay in our body? So this is why we. Um, no, we we get the treatment because we understand them, so we can treat them. If you know, I like yes. And most of your patients, they they come uh, to you, and they've got advanced stages, don't they? Advanced stages of of cancer, uh, but after they've received your treatment, they feel so much different. Yes, this is why we we are so proud of our work because um uh, his patient almost out all in the advantage um at advanced stage, and do you know why? Because um, many patients already try all kind of other treatment, like um chemotherapies and other um. Treatment, so eventually they couldn't find um improve, so they come to uh, Doctor Xu, and Doctor Xu um give them use this medication. After patient use um his medication, patient feel much um better than before. For example, patient can sleep very well, then life quality increase, and people um. Life quality increase, sleep very well, appetite increase. Have the important is the things. The patient has more energy to um, go go back to work. Is they can work um, as the normal people, and and with our medication isn't like um uh, some patient after they use the our medication, um, they hair can turn at the beginning is gray, can turn black, um can turn black. And you also talk about surgery procedures that have helped your patients so much. Yes, because 
uh, one um, at the beginning, if the cancer is big, can can be um, can be treated by surgery, can take off the um, tumors at the beginning. But we still want to patient after surgery, patient get the um, supply maintenance. You know, because uh, after surgery, yeah, we want to patient has more immune uh, system the function, so they can um, fight with the, the cancer. Very critical then this uh, strengthening the immune system and of course the the uh, improving the immune system along with the surgery really has granted your case, your cancer patients a, a much more a happier life and even a longer life. Yes, that's what our medication great um, um, factor because many um, um, after my um, yeah patient you know, the numbers the um, patient um, one we have is a master is for liver cancer and he at that time he he didn't want to he has liver cancer primary liver cancer at that time he didn't want to have surgery so the, uh, he has a big larger but at that time he he started to take our medication. Right now, patients still um, survive, and so, but the cancer doesn't go anywhere. What about the relationship between the thymus and cancer? Uh, our medication is strengthening, uh, strengthens our immune system, such as central um, immune organ like bone marrow and thymus, and other immune immune system organ. Like uh, you, you know, thymus is a T T cells produce a mental, men, um, T T cells mental place. That T cells is the killer cells in our body. The the main point we find the immune system is the main, maybe is the main um factor, and to related to the cancer, happened. Now, also the cancer, the metastasis. As you know, the, our immune system has uh, two um, parts. One is the central uh, immune organs, another is the per periphery immune organ. In the central um, immune organ, we have two. One is the bone marrow, one is the thymus. So um, our research mainly um, um, observe to we found the uh, thymus and um, where uh, the size will decrease during the cancer growth. So we found the thymus uh, is related to cancer metastasis. Uh, cancer happened, and um, you know the thymus we we is the T cells mature mature place, and um, you know and T that means is obviously. Thymus, thymus T H Y M I S. Now T the means T cells the T the means thymus. That means thymus usually um is mature matured from uh, the now T cells is matured from thymus. So we we found um immune system is related um cancer 
a metastasis cancer happen. Also in his research, we found that maybe as immune system decrease first, then the cancer can happen. If we have strong immune system, um, immune system, and even if we have cancer cells, but we all body can kill the cancer cells, so cancer will not grow, will not metastasis. This is his research. So far, um, this, this is his research, the main point. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, it's just amazing what you are accomplishing, Dr. Bin Wu. She is the author of her book, New Concept and a New Way of Treatment of Cancer. Dr. Wu, tell us, tell us how we can get your book. Uh, you, um, you can order our book through the uh, eBay, also uh, in the local, um, in the local um, book sale, seller, bookstore. You can get there. Well, thank you so much for being with us on Author Talk, Dr. Wu. Okay, thank you. You're listening to Author Talk. We'll be back right after these messages. Hi, everybody. This is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station? Why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear these latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you. Here on Connect with Juliana, through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage, connectwithjulianainmedia.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Author Talk, brought to you by Author House helping authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. The title of the book, It's Raining Tonight, and the author is Aralides E. Cabrera, and Aralides joins us now on Author Talk. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Interesting story, uh, a very uh, thought-provoking story, especially post-Obama in this of uh, area of racial tension that's in this country even today after electing 
a black president. So you take this issue head on, and it's, you know, with a, with a young man, Gentile man, uh, son of a Jewish woman, uh, falling in love with a young black girl. So uh, we're going to take that right to the limits in our discussion because you have some very strong feelings about this. But first of all, tell us about your background and what brought about this book. I, well, I, um, I came to this country as an immigrant. I was uh, 13 years old when I came here. I was born in Cuba. And I uh, learned the language. Uh, this was back in the 60s. Uh, and um, I became a lawyer by trade. And oh, I write, um, I've written about 13 books, uh, all fiction, uh, love stories mainly. And um, this book was a, um, was a little different in the sense that it kind of tackled some of the racial issues in 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 our time and that uh, it's it's shrouded with uh with a love story but uh deep inside um as you read through it you know you'll see that uh, you know the main the main focus is is really how can today in our present society post obama when you know, things are supposed to be more or less level as far as the the, um, the prejudice and and our differences with the different cultures in America. Uh, you would think that we have made such such good good progress that everything is dandy. But uh, when a young nineteen-year-old uh, or eighteen-year-old uh, John Russell decides that. The love of his life is uh, also an 18-year-old uh, Vanessa, a black American, African-American girl who was raised nearby his home in, you know, in the beach town of Barnegat and uh, New Jersey. And so um, they uh, ultimately fall in love. It's uh, it's it's. It's a, it's a nice little story in that sense because they had no interest in each other when they first met, but things just grew. And uh, eventually um, the story develops. And uh, it's interesting because John comes from a very, uh, well, he comes from a mixed background where his father is a gentile, his mother is, is a Jewish uh, lady who was raised Jewish Orthodox, and when she was a teenager, she met uh, Dave, who was uh, John's father, and just things immediately clicked up, and uh, and so uh, you know uh, John decided that that she wanted to marry here uh, Dave, despite the different the religious differences, uh, at the cost of losing her contact with her family who disowned it after, disowned her after that uh, that decision was made so John had to join Dave on a new kind of life where she um, never went back to the, the synagogue never practiced her religion again and they had two children and one of them is uh, John who 
now falls in love with a black girl. Uh, some somehow uh, John finds fault in that, and uh, she goes through a period of time in the story where she is actually, uh, you know, is going to a torturous exam of her own conscience. It's why. You know, she's objecting to her son marrying a, a, a girl from another another race, another culture, and uh, looks for looks for a way to excuse her behavior, um, but can't really explain why. And in the end, uh, you know, part of the part of the aim of the story is. To, to show that when two people love each other, there really isn't much anybody else can do. If they love, truly love each other, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to uh, serve, uh, have their love survive no matter what. And that's exactly what happened. John does what her, what his mother did uh, years ago, and that is he moves out of the house and and he takes up with uh, with Vanessa. Eventually, they marry. Uh, the rain is a, is a mystic idea that. I th- just thought it would work well in the in in defining the characters. I guess I didn't have to do that, but uh, uh, it just adds to the to the to the mist of the story. I think. Um, you even and, call it poetic. You call the rain yeah. poetic. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was, uh, especially when it comes to her father, you know, Vanessa's father. He's, uh, you, you know, the rain seems to do something to his character. Uh, affecting more than than some of the others. Uh, I thought Evelyn was probably the, the strongest character in the book. That's uh, uh, Vanessa's mother. Uh, she's the one that saves the relationship in the end, saves uh, Vanessa's life, actually. Um, but she's a pretty strong woman who uh, was raised in the South and only came up north because her husband uh, had a job that, uh, you know, um, mandated that he will move, uh, that he came out here and so she came following her husband trying to be a you know faithful wife and ended up in the in in the beach down in New Jersey where she wasn't quite quite happy at first but uh, she saw it as a duty she was a devoted wife and um, I think she shapes the story very well she's uh, you need a character like her in the story so problematic and so filled with conflict. Uh, and she's the one that pulls um, the couple's way. You know, she, she saves their relationship. So a white man falls in love with a black woman and the parents are each dealing with it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it keeps raining and raining and raining. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He rings yeah. throughout the whole book, but there's a, there's a, a well metaphor for uh, you know uh, something um, unpleasant is is going on uh, and it's not going to stop. It's not going to let up until a certain event takes place, uh, which does happen at the end, by the way, and and there is peace at the end. There is a uh, a triumph uh, of the two lovers, and uh, and you know what they want, they get what they want, 
and then it doesn't rain anymore. So that's the rain, easy part to explain. Yeah, <laughs> and, and rain, we can look at rain in different ways. We can look at it for, uh, you know, obviously, uh, if it's raining all the time, it can get rather depressing. At the same time, rain is a real kind of a cleanser. It's mm. cleaning, you know, it's nourishing the mm. uh, earth. And I mean, there's a lot, of course, it can flood too and destroy. So it's, yeah. it, there's a lot of meaning in that, that uh, metaphor, the rain, the constant rain. Mm. Yeah. Well, in, in this story, is definitely seen as a, as a depre de de depressing factor that uh, seems to be holding back uh, um, some of the characters. You know, uh, it's making it more difficult for them. It, it's it's what it means, really. Uh, but uh, at the end, it works. It it, it works itself out. Uh, Vanessa's father, incidentally, is. Uh, one old timer who doesn't uh, approve of the relationship, uh, whereas uh, Evelyn, his wife, is uh, is the type that uh, look if if this is what makes him happy, who cares what color John is, mm -hmm. or who cares what you know where he comes from, uh, you know, uh, it's what matters to me is that my daughter's happy, and and that's how she takes it and. And she supports her all the way to the end. Mm. When you write these stories, uh, is it something that do these characters just kind of uh, uh, create themselves? Is it do they start talking to each other? Is it something that just kind of flows? Yeah, I I, I think my my writing is uh, inspirational. Uh, it just flows out. Uh, I do work on on the characters a lot. I, I, that's where, if I do any type of analytical writing in a in a story, it's it's the part where I have to, where I feel I need to define the characters better, and then I go back and you know I give it more dialogue or whatever it needs to show the reader, you know what, who this person is, what, you know what his beliefs are, what. Uh, what's his philosophy about life, and uh, and the part that they play in the story, and I did that with Evelyn. I I I thought I I thought I did a uh, pretty thorough job with her as far as uh, showing what type of person she was and and what role she had in the story, and uh, a little bit with John too, uh, John's mother. Um, she was, uh, was she was also a strong character. Does your profession play a part in the way you create these characters? Is it? Because, I mean, obviously, as an attorney, you have mm -hmm. to get to know people very well. Yeah, I would say it does play into it. I uh, haven't seen so much, I guess, uh, been an attorney for almost 30 years now. Um, and uh, I get to see a little bit of uh, everything. Um, and, yeah, it does, but it, I wouldn't put a lot of weight on my experiences, actually, I think there's a lot of uh, imagination flowing here, you know, and uh, putting pieces together from one experience into another and that type of thing. I think that's basically how I write. Well, you call these honest stories, fiction, but honest. What do you mean by that, honest? 
Well, I mean that the, the there's no. Um, uh, I haven't written a story about uh, anything that that wears um, uh, that is not doesn't reflect the truth of the times. And this this story was about 2012, and I thought to depict the. The, the times, what was happening at the time. In that sense, it's it's an honest story because it doesn't give you a sense of, uh, let's see, um, you know, it talks about what was going on in 2012, what our government was doing, uh, how people felt in general. Uh, you know, I look a little bit at the, at the polls, you know, and, and things like that, you know. What the people want most, they want, they wanted the war to end in Iraq. They wanted the, uh, uh, situation in Afghanistan to be wrapped up. And, um, there's a feeling of, uh, well, you know, we gave Obama a second chance. Uh, uh, you know, we want him, we want, uh, we want his policies to triumph. Uh, we want his, uh, his legacy to be established. Uh, uh, there is a lot of dissent, yes, uh, but it, it it went up and down. So it, that's what I mean by honesty. I, I I try to depict the times. You know, the characters live in mm -hmm. their time. You know, and deal with the real situations that are going on. The mortgages are high. People are losing their homes. That's what that's what uh, John and and her husband are experiencing at the time. So that's what I mean. It's raining tonight. That's the title of the book, Irelides E. Cabrera. He is the author. We've been listening to his philosophy and uh, the reasons why he's written this book in this way. Uh, tell us how to get your book. Uh, the book is available on, uh, on the internet, on Barnes and Noble, uh, you know, any any really uh, any book site, and also directly through the. Uh, author house uh, uh, number um, but um, I also have a website that connects to author, author house which is my name com, and you can get it in there right there so well, thank you so watch. much thank you so much for being with us on author talk thank you pleasure you're listening to author talk we'll be back right after these messages Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. 
Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Author Talk, brought to you by Author House. Helping authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. The title of the book, Heaven, What You Would Like to Know. And the author is Reverend Peter A. Pasca. And Reverend Peter joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Reverend. Hi, good morning. Well, it's great to have you with us, and it's always good to talk to someone who has a lot of passion, has a lot of belief, has a has lived the life. As you put it, you're a, you're a very fortunate man because you feel like you live in heaven right now and the, just the, all the great things that have happened to you. But you've paid the price in studying the Bible, and we'll find out about the details about all that. But you basically say to everyone, here is a book about what everyone wants to be true, heaven. Here is a book we hope unveils mystery. So you're going to kind of um, roll back the curtain, if you will, pull it back and let us peek into heaven. First of all, Reverend, tell us about your background and why you wrote the book. I was a Roman Catholic priest, but I wanted to be a doctor originally, and at the age of 15, I had my first experience with the good Lord. It was I, I can still picture where I was in my mom's house in the kitchen, and an overwhelming presence came over me and uh, directed me to change, not to go into the medical field, but to go into uh, the Roman Catholic priesthood. And I, I had had the money and the marks and everything. I was all, all ready to go into to be, study to be a doctor, but... The good Lord came to me that day, it was that, that evening, and uh, I never forgot it, and it was always my delight ahead of me that kept me going through uh, 10 years of very difficult times in, in the, the seminary, and uh, even to this day, it's always, whenever I have trials, I'm always reminded. Plus, I had an uh, experience when I was 10 years old. I went to the doctor, and the doctor told me that I had an enlarged heart, and I was scared, and I thought I was going to die, and uh, I prayed my heart out for a whole week. I couldn't pray enough. I, you know, just constantly uh, praying as a little kid of 10 years old, and then the, fin the following week, we went to the doctor, and the doctor said it was gone. I hadn't even taken any medication or anything. You don't get over that too easily, and... I uh, jumped for joy as a little kid. I, you know, I just w was so happy, and I went on to the next thing. And uh, I guess these experiences were the beginnings uh, uh, for a really great life. And I always, you know, thought 
the biggest, uh, one of the biggest experiences that thought and made me think about heaven was uh, a man hobbling up to the rectory when I was a Roman Catholic priest. And uh, he asked to use the telephone. And I said, sure, come on in. I directed him to my office. And uh, after he used the phone, I asked him if I could pray for his uh, knee. And he said, sure, go ahead. And I prayed for it, and instantaneously the swelling went down. And he says, he was really, he says, what's the name of this place? He thought he was in the twilight zone, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I says, wait, I'm not finished. And then uh, I prayed for his ankle. I felt the good Lord revealed to me that he had problems in those two areas. And after I was finished, he says, what's the name of this place? And I had to give him the times of the services, the masses, and everything. But the greatest thing was to see that man. He came in hobbling on crutches in the beginning, and as he walked out, he had the crutches under his arm. You never forget that. Never. No. I wake up with these experiences. Yeah. I wake up with these every day, and I bounce. (laughs) I just bounce. I'm just bouncy all day. I mean, I have setbacks, setbacks and all that, but nothing I can't handle. Can I tell you one more experience I thought was really great? Please. I know you have questions. Go ahead. I was talking to a family about God. It was a mother and a daughter, and uh, it was going for the mother. It was going in one ear and out the other ear. I mean, I was talking about God because after, when you experience things like this, you never. I mean, you're so you're so filled with uh, the grandeur of life. But uh, after an hour talking to the mother, I figured I did all I could do, and I left the house. And they had to go somewhere, so they left the, left the kitchen and the dishes and everything, and the house was a mess. So on the way back, when they returned home, and the daughter told me this, the mother said to the daughter, well, let's see if Father Pasca's God did the dishes. And she opened the door, and to her shock, she almost collapsed. The house was spotless. <laughs> of course, uh, her son and his fiance in the meanwhile had stopped in to, uh, and they saw the house that way and they cleaned it up. But the remark and the timing was, was right. providential of God. I felt right. Exactly, a beautiful story. Yeah, and I mean, I never. You, yeah. Your your dedication to the Bible is uh, above above many times above normal you have how many times have you read the bible i read the bible i mean i i i know i read it at least 120 to 150 times and i read it in the original languages of of the hebrew and greek and uh believe me after you read it that many times you get into the real real core of it and the real understanding that's where I came upon uh, many of the things I wrote in the book about heaven. Well, tell us about heaven. Book, tell I, us well, about I wrote heaven. the book because I was, I, yeah, well, I wrote the book because I was alarmed at how much people didn't know about heaven, mm-hmm. that it's a real place. And I felt God, the good Lord showed me this throughout my life. It's a place, it's a place, first of all, that people would would be surprised that is they would recognize, they would think that they were on earth because it's beautiful and there are mountains, 
There are roads, there are houses, there are seas, there are beaches, there are cars there. And then the one reporter, when I told her this, she left. But if you stop and think of it, we called the, called the car an invention, but it was created first in heaven. And besides, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, it doesn't say in the original, thy will be done as in, on, on earth as it is in heaven. That's an incorrect translation. The original in the Greek says, thy will be done as in heaven, so mm-hmm. on earth. Plus, there's every joy conceived. All your dreams come true in heaven. Every dream. Every dream you have. There's, no, there's nothing that uh, is disappointing. There are, you don't age. People don't age. Uh, people don't get sick and they don't die. And you're all, you always have your best appearance. People ask me, well, what they, people wonder what they look like in heaven. Well, I tell them, take a picture, the best picture you have of yourself. Right. For a lot of people, it's a marriage album. Mm-hmm. For some people, it isn't. Look inside yourself, the picture you have of yourself. That's at least what you look like in heaven. That's in the scriptures. The desire of the righteous shall be granted. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And, uh, you know, everything's given. And you travel in the blink of an eye. You can go from, uh, like, where you, uh, from Chicago to Los Angeles in the blink of an eye, and Jesus did that. Now, the reason for that is the heavenly body is in perfect sync with the mind. In your mind, you can go from mm-hmm. here to Russia in, in a split second. Well, in heaven, you can do that because the body and the mind are in perfect sync. They get tired in heaven. They're asleep in heaven. The meals are fabulous. They're fabulous <laughs> meals in heaven. It's uh, the desire. It, see, Psalm 16 says, in his presence is fullness of joy. And eating is not, we don't eat only to uh, keep ourselves alive. We eat for enjoyment. That's why people go out to dinner, don't they? Right. They go out to enjoy themselves. And the same thing is with the car. The car is not a vehicle to get you from one place to another. It is an enjoyment. It was created by the good Lord, who is perfect. And there's nothing he can't do. There are wonderful houses, wonderful... I mean, I explain all of this in the book, and I give reasons for it. It's only natural that... Uh, that God would have, his home would have all the enjoyments that earth has, but in better, more expansive. But you don't, the best part about heaven is you're always, you always look great, and you always feel great, and you can do whatever you want. There's no, there's no restrictions. You're not restricted to the planet heaven. You can go wherever you want. People can come to earth even uh, from heaven because they're in the best I mean, they have unrestricted enjoyment, freedom. They have peace. They sleep in heaven. It's wonderful. And their houses are everything that they've always wanted all their lives. They earned it, too. These are the people who earned it. They, were, they had hearts of gold. I explained that in the book. Uh, they weren't riffraff or selfish people. They were people that they loved life and cared about other people. There's no churchiness in heaven. You don't go to church. It's not yeah. about, you know, angels with wings. It's about people that look great, are happy, are bubbly, 
It's it's not this false sugary, you know, smiles all the time. It's like on earth, you know, there are different emotions, different. It, I mean, there are sports in heaven. Uh, there are beaches. People wear bathing suits. All that. It, it sounds, uh, you know, people. When I explain this to people, they think I'm talking about an imaginary land or the land that I would like to be. Well, if there's a God, there's a heaven, and I know that there's a God because the miracles he done. I describe at least 15 miracles in the book. One of the most fabulous miracles I think was a ten-year-old girl was deaf, and. Uh, that her father was a tailor. He was a really great tailor in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And uh, he came to me in a snowstorm. He was recommended to me. I guess I had a reputation by that time. And uh, then in snowstorm, he drove about 10 miles to come to see me. And I told him, I said, if you trust God, it's 100%. And I was surprised. He says, well, that's it. That's the answer. <laughs> few days later, guess what happened? Sure. The daughter's hearing was restored so well that she could hear from the second floor to the bottom floor. Guess what happened to mm -hmm. that father? He became the happiest man on the face of the earth. He, was, he went from being very grouchy to being very bubbly and very fun to be with because his daughter was... Okay, it was a ten-year-old girl. You know, and kids are. And as the Savior said, "Thy thy faith has made thee whole." Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, I felt that that was, you know, why did God do all these miracles for me? I'll, I'll tell you. I explain it in the book because I gave the good Lord the best years of my life. You know, when I was fifteen, and I put a picture of what I look like at fifteen. In the book, I didn't give my life to anyone else, but I gave it to the good Lord, and uh, mm -hmm. I thought it was a pretty good, uh, a pretty good person I gave to him, and I think that's why he uh, he gave me the miracles. But he also gave mm -hmm. me the miracles uh, to show me what life in heaven is about. When I was in the seminary, there were sixty guys in my class. Guess who was the only one who didn't wear glasses? <laughs> Me, I've never mm -hmm. worn glasses to this day, because God healed a, a blind man. What? Well, why it, is uh, heaven portrayed so many different ways? Why from the because pulpit? Because it's you know, portrayed uh, by people who don't know anything. People who portray it like they would portray church. Well, the, the biggest disgrace of all is God. This is Michelangelo's fault. The, am I? I hope I'm not uh, preventing you from asking more questions. Excuse me. No, no. Slow me down no, if I talk too much. No, we uh, want to hear from you. Michelangelo portrayed God as old on the Sistine Chapel. That's a far cry from mm -hmm. the beauty and the uh, youthfulness and the youth of God. When you're in God, God's the God makes present, makes heaven. Just like, you know, I I live in the same world as everybody else does. But the good Lord's presence with me makes my world a heaven. How much more in that world up there uh, right. uh, is that heaven, you know, beautiful? Heaven's fun, and the people are fun to be with. They're not, they're not, they don't have problems they're engaging with. 
some people might think, well, you got to have problems. That's what makes life. That's not true. What makes life life is genuineness. And, and people who accept each other uh, as, as genuine and uh, mm -hmm. loving and caring and, and, you know, just sharing what you have with each other, just like at our Christmas time, you know, how everybody enjoys sure. that time sure. of year. You know, and that's, that's what it's like all the time. Plus, there are no frustrations in heaven. There's money in heaven, too. They use gold. And they, I mean, they, 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 you can use gold coins, but they have used uh, the gold certificates. Well, Peter, you're just making that up. you got to remember, things are on earth because they were first in heaven. Mm -hmm. Because that's God's world. It appears the TVs were first in heaven, then they came to earth. They have TVs up there, they have movies, they have cities, they have, uh, it's normal living. Don't you think that's what uh, makes the joy of life? <laughs> there yeah, are, when, uh, when, when things are going really well here on earth, we always, you know, we often say, well, this is heaven on earth. Well, right. it's heaven on but earth, heaven, it, and it's right. all the time. I love and it. There are there are people who are, are rom there's romance, there's uh, uh, people that uh, are single, people are married, there are kids. Mm -hmm. I know of a girl uh, that grew up in heaven, my little sister. She died mm -hmm. as an infant. Right. But the good Lord revealed to me. I mean, I don't blame people if they don't uh, accept this, but uh, remember, God did all these miracles for me, and I think he did them for a reason. Because I'm, I'm kind of a very strong person that people, uh, well, we can tell uh, that that. people m might believe. I mean, if, right. you, if you say it like a wimp, who's going to believe you? <laughs> well, we can feel but, your passion, Reverend, and, and here's the situation, though. We're just about out of time, and if people want to oh. know more, they need to get your book. And the title yeah, is Heaven. Yeah. Heaven, what would you like to know, no. Reverend Peter A. Pasca? What you would like to know. What you would like to know. Right, what you would like to know. Thank you. What you would like to know. So whatever you'd like to know about heaven, Peter has it in his book. So, Peter, tell us how to get your book. Well, you can get it at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble and Author House. But you have to type. They, they don't advertise it there, so you have to type my name in, uh, heaven, uh, and then Reverend Peter A. Posca, and then they'll take you to it right away. There you go. Pasca's P-O-S-C-A, everyone. Uh, I think everyone can feel the not only the sincerity and the passion, but the truth of what the Reverend is saying. It just makes you feel good when you hear him talk. So I, that's the way I go. Boy, if I feel good about something, it must be the truth. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. For, well, thank you for, for having me. Well, thank Please. you for being with us on Author Talk.